Welcome everyone to the Success Podcast with Michelle Rickman and Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. Tonight we have the ultimate miracle worker. Meryl Singer. She is the author of the relationship code, cracking the relationship code. And uh, tonight we're gonna focus on how to make relationship last. And in this uh, interview, we want to uh, ask Meryl, you know, like some of the million dollar questions <laughs> about how relationship works. So I'm going to have Michelle Rittman start this conversation. Hello, Meryl. It is a pleasure seeing you. And I'm so privileged to be speaking with you today getting right down to the nitty-gritty are you in a relationship now (laughs) (laughs) i am in a relationship now (laughs) (laughs) and i have been in that relationship it will be 54 years my goodness you're supposed to say oh my wow 54 years and you know it. Some people can be in a relationship longer than one year. Yeah. And you've been in one over 50 years. That's amazing. And we want to know how you do it. It ain't easy. <laughs> it's a, and and I, I'm laughing, but it's really true. It really takes work. It, it's, it's intentional. In the same way, when you go to work, um, you think in terms of how can I how can I work enough to keep the job? How can I work enough, depending on who you are and what your situation is, how can I work enough to really enjoy what I'm doing? How can I work enough to make my bosses feel good about me? Maybe I can get a promotion. It's all in, but, but it's intentional. You have to choose, okay, this job isn't just going to happen. And this marriage isn't just going to happen. It takes work. And perhaps, perhaps the first, the first part is even before you have this relationship, perhaps the first part of this finding this relationship that lasts more than a year, First of all, you have to choose to want it to last more than a year, but we're going to assume that you do. Then the first relationship uh, ability that you have to uh, improve is that relationship with yourself. You really have to pay attention and talk to yourself and listen to yourself and say, what is it? What am I upset about? What do I wish I was better at? And make a list of all the stuff that you just aren't that thrilled with. And say, well, all right. But now you've got to make a list of all the stuff you were good at. And don't hold back. And if you start with that, I'm doing this list. That's one of the good things I do. That I have great taste. That uh, I'm a good cook. I'm nice to people, whatever it is, make that list and see, it doesn't have to be longer than your bad list. It has to be more important. So and 
Meryl. Uh, uh, so it's important to be clear about your value as a human being. And you have to be clear that to receive, you know how I receive, oh, I want a little respect. Yeah, that's what you got to start with, with yourself. You have to give yourself a little respect, not because you're the perfect person, because let's face it, nobody's perfect. Don't ask yourself to be perfect. Ask yourself to be a caring human being. And if you've got that handle, you're worthy of respect. Give it to yourself. Then you can start looking. Then you can start finding a relationship with someone else who has his style or her style of self-respect. Then you work at the, at the connection and the communication. So you're saying you've got to have a working relationship with yourself. Spot on. Yes. You've got to know what you bring to the table. Yes. Personally. Yes. Yes. Well put. Okay. That is a very, very good piece of advice because... Um, some people are broken and some people are holding on to a lot of negative negativity that uh, encourages negative behaviors and they go into this into relationships with baggage and the relationship doesn't work so here's what you do. You make sure you're not the one with the baggage. You make sure you're the one that took an assessment of yourself, was clear about what you bring to the table, ha have respect for yourself for what you bring to the table, allow yourself not to be perfect. And when you do that, you have... You create an empathy for yourself that you can transfer to other people. So then when you see someone else and you see that they're not perfect, well, nobody's perfect. But when that per, I mean, maybe we're all broken to some extent or another. It's, it's, it's a matter of that continuum. Mm -hmm. If you've got a really broken person that is so broken that he's not able or she's not able to communicate and um, and give. If they haven't given to themselves enough so that they have anything left to give to somebody else, then you wish them well. You wish them really well. You care really in your heart and you move on to someone else. Okay. How to, Meryl? Now that you, yeah. I, I like how you express that about wish them well and move on to someone else. Yes. How how can you coach or how can you train individuals to move on smoothly from one romantic relationship that is not working to 
the next one. You know, like how, like how, what words can you say to someone so they can have the wisdom and capacity to say, hey, you know what? I wish you well. Well, I, I, I have to say that I have a class that I teach. It's called The Magic and Science of Love. And I teach it with uh, a colleague of mine. And I, I represent the positive psychology. She represents uh, uh, some uh, magical rituals. And we start with somebody that is single and wants to have a relationship. In that class, we teach those things that you need to bring to the table. And we teach you to envision the life that you want. And that life can be, uh, uh, my web, my, my uh, web uh, person lives six months in uh, somewhere, San Francisco, somewhere up in the Bay Area, and six months in, um, not Venice, in Florence. And I, I don't, I mean, that's amazing to me. And then, and she did that single, and then she actually found somebody that could do that same thing. She just had a baby. And they're making that work. That's you have to have that vision. Uh, somebody else would say, "No, nah, no, no, no. I either leave me here or leave me there." But I don't. I don't want to go back and forth. So you have to have a vision of what what kind of life you want, and then you have a clue about what kind of person would fit into that life. But 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 how do you do that? And it is. We do some exercises, we do uh, some group um, uh, talking about it. Uh, it's not group therapy, it's group talk. Uh, and uh, uh, many of us are, uh, you know, maybe we're all on the anxiety spectrum, and we could all, uh, but most of us are within the normal realm that have the normal things that mess us up and we can talk it out if, if it's if someone has directed us pointed us targeted us uh, and where to go and uh, people out of that class have been successful have gotten married uh, uh, one of the men uh, he said, uh, you just said one thing, and I did one thing a little different. And he ends up with this this woman. They're not married yet, but I suspect that they will be. They have a very nice relationship. And you can have you got a better shot at having a good relationship when you're really clear about who you are and you're really respectful of who you are. Okay, that's a, that's a really good starting place. And then you can go on to the next pieces of the puzzle. And you can, after that, you can solve all the other pieces of the puzzle. And, 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 and that, solving that puzzle is finding someone else who, has, who is as enlightened as you are. And 
and that's cool. It, 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 you know, Michelle, you have children, so you know having children, it, it puts you in a situation where many times there's such a pain in the neck. It's so hard to raise children. Each different age has its issues, but there's nobody that loves you more than a child. There's there's such enormous satisfaction. It's, it's it's a relationship a, a lot of people can do reasonably well. None of us do it perfectly. You know, uh, my mother wasn't perfect, and I was going to do all the things she didn't do perfectly, so I made other mistakes instead. And But, you know, I have I have two stepchildren and a, uh, a son uh, that are pretty nice adults, so I must have done something right. Uh, and, yes. <laughs> and and you can have that kind of thing in a romantic relationship. So so my husband, you know, I can tell you what's wrong with him if you want to. <laughs> Wait, I have a list. <laughs> and oh, I guess he could tell you what's wrong with me, which of course is nothing. <laughs> of course. But um. But we managed to be accepting of people at, uh, uh, that we're not as close with, like friends that we're not buddy-buddy. Uh, but when you, when you have a relationship that's so close and that you're living with that person, you have a lot of opportunity to annoy each other. But you also, when you are accepting of your imperfections and accepting of theirs, you start to use a little humor. Uh, and uh, you start to say, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll put away the trash or I'll, you know, actually my husband cooks because he ha he's particular about what he wants. I'm not as particular. And I will put the dishes away where they belong instead of leaving them on the counter. <laughs> so, you know, you balance your life with somebody else. And, and sometimes we, we can do that with, uh, sometimes we can do it at work or people that we're friendly with but we're not that intense with. Uh, but when you can do it with somebody that you have that close a relationship, it's uh, it, it has it has its rewards. <laughs> it's nice. It really is. So you've mentioned that first that you have to have a good relationship with yourself, and you have to respect yourself in order to be in a relationship and respect that other person. What else do you need to make a relationship work? Well, you need, um, I mean, the, the next obvious thing is you need the right partner. So we're going to assume when you have the self-respect and, uh, uh, and, and 
and enough so that you have created your own um, boundaries uh, that you're uh, that you that you can pick somebody that is um, that's a good match. Let's talk about boundaries. Okay, give me some examples of the boundaries that you should be set in a relationship. And what are the deal breakers? Boundaries. You know, I don't have, uh, okay, boundaries is something every, every relationship, every person should have. But those boundaries are not the same for every person. I might go bonkers if you um, leave your shoes, take your shoes off in the living room and leave them there. Somebody else could care less about that. So, it, 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 so what? 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 Some you have to figure out well, those things that you care about. That's it. So what are the boundaries? What, I mean, if you're honest with yourself and you're not worried about, oh my God, I'll lose this person and I'll be alone in the world forever and ever and ever thereafter, I have to put up with this. If you stop being dramatic in your head and you say, what's really a deal breaker for me? Then go with that boundary. That's your boundary. Earlier in the, in the conversation, we talked about um, name calling. Ah, yes. And you said that that was a boundary ah. that your husband discussed with you. Yes. It was really, uh, what makes it so that I can remember to this day, which is like over 50 years later, was that my husband did say you can't do this you can't do it he was pretty and is pretty easy going uh and and he would have a tendency to want to make me happy so when he said to me there's one thing no name calling you may not call me any names you may not call anybody you can't say stupid you can't say, I'm stupid. You can't say any name. That's it. Because that's it. And it was just the intensity of his voice and his demeanor when he said it. That it was like a, I, I had never seen that kind of intensity. That's, that's what was so amazing. So, you know... Now that you mention that, I, I should have asked him, well, what in your background? You know, but I never did. And he was just 15 years later. I, I have to go ask him after this. Um, but I I took him at his word. That was a boundary. He expressed a boundary, and I believed him that that was a boundary. And we have, I have certainly never pulled him in. And he has not called me either. So that's not one of the things we've done in our family, which uh, turns out to be, I think, pretty terrific. 
I think that is a great boundary to have because uh, when you could leave that out of your relationship, you can avoid a lot of conflict. Yes. Absolutely. There are young people that have grown up with gangster rap, women allowing themselves to be called bitches and hoes, and more. And men that have allowed themselves to be disrespected in the same way, you know, through music. And some young people will probably be listening to this podcast that have come to accept bad language in their relationships. That's too bad. It is too bad, but it's, it's something that young people have been subjected to for some years now with the, uh, the way that entertainment has changed. You know, what they see on television and on the big screen, what they hear in music. So, go ahead. I, I think uh, it, it comes out of uh, young people wanting to express their freedom. So, going against the uh, usual norms. Um, I, I can understand how it comes out, but... But it's um, it's unfortunate when it's it becomes uh, almost a teaching tool for how people are supposed to behave. That's what makes it. Uh, and I, I don't. I, and I think sometimes the performers themselves get sucked into that kind of negative uh, way of living. But sometimes they, it's, it's just the way they do their art. So what advice would you give to young people who are trying to establish a relationship but have a very vague idea of, of the boundaries being crossed i okay i'll tell you my advice my advice is if it doesn't feel good don't do it mm. young people certainly in our teens we all want to fit in we all want to we all feel awkward and stupid and and dopey and not quite right and we just want to fit in if, even if we, we want to be so much like everybody else that we don't stand out in any particular way. But once you get past that, if you hit 18, 19, 20, and you become an adult, then really, you want to stand out. Look at that rapper guy. Maybe he's using bad language. Maybe he's got the bad, bad ideas about what to do, but by gosh, he knows how to stand out. And you're allowed to be, you don't have to be on stage, but you don't have to be like everybody else either. Right. So all you
you have to do is say, yeah, I know everybody's doing it. I know, I see it all over, but you know, it doesn't feel right for me. And just be true to yourself. That's all you have to worry about. If you can get through those times, this time in young adulthood, and just be true to yourself, you will meet somebody that will be true to themselves next year. And then you can make a nice relationship. Sounds well, good Sounds to good. Me. And Meryl, in alignment yeah. to being true to yourself, right? That's a, a very wise and benevolent a statement of truth, you know, to young people, to people of all ages. Um, now, when, when it comes to establishing boundaries in a given relationship, yes. what are some of the ways that we can communicate effectively and at the same time being sensitive? Okay, Inside. I got it. Yes. Talk about I. It makes me, when you say that, it makes me feel bad. Talk about I. Not you did this, you did that, you do that. But I, this is what makes me feel good. This is how I like to be. This is when I see you that makes me feel good. This is uh, teach people how to treat you. First of all, if you teach people how to treat you by treating yourself well. Uh, but tell, you know, communication, the one thing that you know is yourself. So share that with somebody. And that's hard to do sometimes. It's like, you know, being a turtle without a shell to really sell. ow, that hurts. You know, that hurts my feelings. Or, you know, you say that you don't realize but I always worried that I was too promiscuous, so I was this or that. So if you call me a name, that I I start to believe it myself. That's sharing you. Mm. And if that person you're with doesn't pick up on it and doesn't treat you the way you've just told them to, then you know, he's not the right one. That's all. It's not a big thing. Sales is about you talk to a hundred people and five people will listen to you and you'll get three sales. So when you're looking for a partner for your life, you can't expect you pick them up the first time. Some people do, but not, not too many. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well said yeah that's so true yeah sometimes it could be the first one right but not all the time very good point yeah, yeah. so uh, it, yeah if you can if you can master yourself and and know it and feel it and see it, it yeah, we all feel insecure and there's all there's all times you know can't be up all the time. Give me a break, right? And, uh, oh, I didn't do this right, or I was late, I was this, or what. 
we can find a million things to be down on ourselves about, but then, you know, it's time to turn it around and say, yes, but I'm really fabulous. And you know, nothing wrong with saying I'm really fabulous. Meryl, I love your the way you put it on the person. You know, to find the love you want, the relationship you want, you have got to love yourself and set boundaries so you know that cannot be boundaries that cannot be broken and and if they are then these are deal breakers you know i think in relationships people have a difficult time setting boundaries sometimes and sticking to it you know we're in relationships with people that 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 go beyond that boundary we forgive them they go beyond the boundary again we forgive them they go beyond the boundary again mm -hmm. and then it's it becomes something that they know they can get away with because you've put up with it for so long you've taught and, them now. you've taught right them. and it's because of how you feel about yourself that you're even allowing this thing to happen to you in this relationship these boundaries to be broken you know it's scary uh to give somebody up and, that, and to be without somebody and to think oh, i have to go find somebody else it was so hard to find this guy and he's not quite right and so all that is scary so you got to get used to being scared you got to get used to the uh, to, to uh, the uh, the uh, energy, the fun of new things. One of the things I we teach in our class is to do something that's uncomfortable every day or every week. Find some, go a different way to work. Do practice, learn the piano if you have it. Anything that's uncomfortable for you because looking for a partner and, and revealing yourself to a partner that may or may not work out you, you don't know right away uh it is scary and then giving up one that's not right and and having this empty space and looking for somebody else it's all scary but if you climb mount everest it's scary that person that climbed mount everest is ready to take chances and not crazy chances of doing drugs or stuff like that <clears throat> but just the risk of living life at right at the edge where all the learning is where all your promotion is where all your all the new things are going to go on in your life for your entire life it takes guts I mean, the pioneers that came from the East Coast to the West Coast didn't know what they were going to see. How did they have the guts to do that? It's, it's what you teach yourself. And if you can teach yourself to take a risk, to not be afraid, to be by yourself, then you won't be a victim. You won't be, oh, look what he did to me. Oh, poor me. Uh, you be, you're the captain of you're yes. Your life. yes. Yes. Now, one of my ultimate favorite books, 
I read a lot of books. You know, I read actually one book a day. It's a habit that I developed about eight years ago. I read one book a day. And one of the best books I have ever read is entitled Cracking the Relationship Code. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> yeah. That's so right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me tell you, let me tell you about how memorable your lessons in that book is. One of the, the best lessons I have learned from you and from your book directly yes. is to never expect the other person make you happy. Yes. I mean, you I cannot did. imagine how, like, how transformative that has been for me. Yeah. Oh, good. Excellent. And I just wanted to, like, express my gratitude to you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's yeah. And there are so much more to learn from your book. And I wanted to share, you know, if you can share with us, you know, from all our listeners, <laughs> you know, if you can share briefly about what can they expect from reading your book, Cracking the Relationship Code. Uh, cracking the Relationship Code is a key to happy relationships at home and at work. And some of the things we've already talked about. Uh, it's for um, before you get married, uh, uh, how, how to uh, get your relationships moving, once you're married, how to stay married, uh, and, uh, and how, how to create happy relationships at work because you know, we're at work longer than we're at home. <laughs> although, although the pandemic has changed things about how people work, uh, it, it, it's still, we spend a lot of time at the workplace or with work people. So this gives you those, uh, just a couple of uh, tips. I think we've gotten some today. Yeah, in um being able to survive all those different, thrive in all those different relationships. Uh, I think what's charming about my book is <laughs> that um, uh, it's, uh, I have a good sense of humor and I, I think it comes through in the book and it's a little, it's quick and easy. Uh, I, I don't like really big fat books. Uh, this is something you can read in a day and, and, Every, I really believe every single person will find something that's, oh yeah, that, I hadn't thought of it that way. So that's, that's my book. Well, Meryl, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yes. And for you to have been in your marriage as long as you have. Yes, 54 years. <laughs> my you are an expert yeah. on relationships. I These am. days, most people are not able to do that. Yes. So we're, go ahead. I was gonna say, the first person I knew that was a marriage counselor, they were a couple that were divorced. And this is many years ago, and I thought, you know, it took me a long time to get into being a relationship miracle worker because I, I didn't want to mess up my marriage. And at a certain point, I said, "Okay, I can do this, and it'll be okay." 
And the fact that having a, a successful relationship begins with the individual mm. is big. Good. You know, because you've got to be accountable yes. for, for what you bring to that relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I, I don't think that people look at it that way. And what you demand of, of the relationship, what you demand of the relationship as well. Yes. Yes. The expectation. The expectation. So where can the viewers find your book, Cracking the Relationship Code? You can find everything at relationshipmiracleworker.com. Uh, you can get on uh, the waiting list for my class. You can uh, see um, the um, uh, my YouTube because uh, 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 I do Facebook Live every Thursday at eleven o'clock. Uh, Thursday thoughts with Merle and Patty, and then I do Merle's Pearls at noon time. You can find that all on relationshipmiracleworker.com. I want to and finding the right person to have that relationship with. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thank you for that. Thank you, Mara. What you had shared with us tonight, Mara, is has lifetime value. This is Good. lifetime value. It's worth billions of dollars. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're Ladies welcome. and gentlemen, we have the honor of having the, the ultimate relationship miracle worker here at the Success Podcast with Michelle Brickman and Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. You can find everything in her official we website, the relationshipmiracleworker.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And thank you, Meryl. My pleasure. I had another question or a, 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 